everyone. I'm Cynthia Conte, and welcome to the best women's boxing show. Period. Cynthia Conte, Giandra LaBeouf, you looking beautiful. Thank you, looking, girl. Thank you, girl. Looking happy radiant, radiant. I'm happy to be with you. Happy to talk about some stuff. I like when we do these updates, so we can talk about some hot topics, mm-hmm. and you know, get it around perfectly quickly. And there's a lot of hot topics out there we could be talking about. On the hot topic, we saw, of course, yes, Bomac was in the UK. Forget about the Eubank win and Liam Smith. What was the most hot topic was that Bomac was arrested in the UK in Manchester. I thought that was a joke at first. And then I then Telegraph Sport wrote about it. I mean, all the big UK uh, writers were writing about it. So this is a very serious, serious uh, charge. He had possession of two guns, I believe, two firearms in his bag. And, you know, we were talking about it. Uh, how did he first get past TSA. Well, apparently he flew, allegedly, this is what they're saying, he flew private to the UK, but booked himself a commercial flight. Mm. I'm just, <sighs> I'm, uh, I'm amazed. The fact that, so the story is that he wanted them for protection due to some previous issues, allegedly, that happened with him. But what was he going to wear them in a holster? Like, what? What is going on? Why not just hire some security? They just had a terrific win with Crawford. So I'm sure they made a bajillion dollars off of that win. Why not just hire some security? Talk to Eubanks Sr. Maybe some people over there like, hey, is there a guy available for a couple weeks that I could pay to kind of follow me around? If we've learned nothing about England is they don't play around with their gun laws. We've yeah, seen it's, any time with rappers. Yeah, guns are forbidden. I mean, we know UK is all about knives and that's a huge issue too. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's just so mind boggling. And right now he's in jail apparently and he doesn't get a hearing, a bail hearing until October 9th. That's like... That's all. Oh, we're only months. September fifth, I think six. I don't even know what date it is. Oh, fifth. I. It's it's we, so. We as Americans uh, need to chill out with our international our international traveling. It's our rules don't matter to other countries. Yeah. They have their own rules. Yeah, you have to abide by the laws of whatever country you're going to. And you, and I get it. Yes, you flew private and they do not check. Yes, they're, they're, they don't check your cargo. They don't do anything. That's why a lot of people fly private. But if you're going to be booking a commercial flight, please read the rules of what you can and cannot bring. And I know probably he's like, he, it pro- he totally for, forgot that, oh, I have two firearms. When he got caught at the airport that they said there was some kind of allegation that they found something that's almost like a movie and it's just in my mind I just still can't believe it but it is real it is legit something is happening and I really hope that uh I I don't know it's a maximum conviction of five years I I I truly hope it doesn't come to that I feel bad I got a lot of love for Bo Mack he's a really cool guy I hate that he even felt that he had to take some guns with him to protect yeah. himself. Like, what are y'all out there doing a Bomac? You don't even bother nobody. I know, right? But he took them, allegedly, we'll say allegedly. Until yeah, allegedly. Documentation and things happen. And I just hope for a great outcome for him. And if the outcome is, hopefully it's a slap on the wrist. But please, y'all, put the guns down. Leave the guns yeah. at home. If you're making good money, just spend the money for protection. Just spend the money. I mean, he. I'm sure Chris Eubanks Jr., he's wealthy. I'm sure he knows somebody or a security firm yeah. or something to that effect. You guys, if you're traveling outside of the U.S., respect countries' laws. They're not yeah. U.S. laws. Respect their laws. Uh, speaking of BOMAS, Errol Spence Jr. has activated the rematch clause uh, for probably it's going to be supposedly December of 2023 at the end of this year and Crawford on his revenge tour or his what is it his, I don't want to say revenge tour it's his uh, he caught the fish tour whatever <laughs> he went fishing tour <laughs> I don't even know what it's called uh, he he definitely said he doesn't mind moving up to Canelo's weight why not it would be great Canelo even said sure why not he's a great fighter that was legacy but now Canelo is saying he only has one 
good name on his resume. And again, Crawford is like, again, with the resume. You know, it's all fine and good. Crawford's elite until he starts calling people's names. And it's, oh, he hasn't fought anybody. After what he did to Errol Spence, I'm never picking against Terrence Crawford ever again. You heard it here. I will never, ever, ever pick against him in a fight. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm still fresh off of watching what he did to Spence and then now heading into a rematch. What do we really think is going to be different in the type of lifestyle that Crawford has? Yeah, in comparison to Errol Spence, I mean, with Errol Spence's everything that he's gone through, all the adversities that he's gone through life, that has taken a beating on him. And for him to be going through this, I mean, I'm so happy he's still here with us. Uh, but going to 54, I don't know. People say, yeah, it will be different. But I don't, I really don't know. I, I mean, it was, it was, it was an ass beating. But what I did love about Spence, he never gave up. That's what I liked about it. He never, he didn't take a knee. He didn't quit. He had all the fight. He still was throwing with all his power, but Terrence was just a, a monster in the in the ring. But on a happier note, we finally are going to get a very good fight. Shakur Stevenson versus Frank Martin. The WBC, there was supposed to be a first bid this afternoon, and they decided TGB and Top Rank finally said, let's just make the fight. It's going to be in November, November 15th, either here in Viva Las Vegas or in New York City. This is good. Great. It's really? a great fight. Uh, Shakur oh my is, God. Uh, he is really getting these good fights now and i'm happy for him i'm happy for frank martin wow happy for us happy for us as boxing fans that we're finally seeing this matchup should we even start theorizing who we how that fight would look or shall we just wait and let it marinate as let's marinate let's let let's let it marinate and this is going to be a good one i mean we've seen frank martin he just fought here at the cosmo uh before the spence fight the spence crawford fight and we did get him. I got him. I interviewed him while Spence was in the ring doing his little media thing during that big fight week. But uh, yeah, he he just wants the big fights, and so do we. And this is a year of the big fights, twenty twenty three. I hope it continues. Michaela Mayer made her debut at one forty. Yeah, to her, look good, look thick and solid. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, she already said it. She wants to go up to 147, 154. She, like we, we talked about that, Fickalicious, she really wants to add the weight. She doesn't like going into a calorie deficit. She didn't like all the running, even though that's part of the job, but she likes to have meat and she likes to have that thickness around her. I like it too. I Why, why starve yourself down to a weight that you're having a hard time if you can comfortably go up and still carry your power through? Absolutely. You know, can I be a little messy? Yeah, of course. Th th hello, this is the best women's boxing show, period. Okay, I want to go back to talking about Spence and Crawford. I've always wanted to say this. I've always wanted to. Oh. Sources. Oh. Over on that side, and you know, maybe this will, um, you know, the conspiracy Spence's theory side? crazy. I got a wait. little. Wait, on Spence's side or Crawford's side? On Spence's side. Oh, okay. So sources around the way are telling me, you know, this fight will look different because they really think something was wrong with Spence on fight night. You know, when you were covering the fight really? during fight week, you took some fantastic footage. You went to the gym and I thought about, and I looked at all the comments of people. Thank you. Everybody who watches best women's. Yeah, I know. Thank period, you. Commented footage went great. Keep watching, tell a friend, share, like, comment, share all that good stuff that the kids say. Um, but there were a lot of comments about how Spence looked. He looked slow. He looked this. He looked that when he was working the pads with uh, Derek James. Yeah. Now, fast forward, sources on that side tell me that something was wrong with him and he didn't look right on fight night. I don't know if it's true. That's just what the sources are telling me. And the, So uh, the sources said there was definitely something wrong or they thought something was wrong. There was something wrong with him on fight night. I don't know what yeah. that something wrong is. It could be anything, but that's what the sources are telling me. And the sources are not anybody you've seen on my stories recently here on that side of the street. I'm like, who? So, who are your so sources? You think, so if you think it was Britney, because you saw me at the 50 Cent concert, it definitely wasn't her. So I'll just say that. So, oh. 
you know, all right, boxing, Illuminati, Twitter, go for it. Figure it They're out. They're going to go crazy. You know, uh, Twitter had a whole ass meltdown uh, the night of the fight. And I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist that way. I'm just repeating what I was told. Do with it as you may. But I'm still not picking against Crawford. Sorry, guys. I'm not picking against Crawford in a rematch. I think he's just going to look bigger and better. Yeah, bigger he's better. just... He was one tough dude. I, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I thought it would, I didn't know it'd be that dominant, but Hey, if, if there really was something with, uh, with Spence and what I liked about Spence is that he's like, I'm, I have no excuses. I'm not going to give an excuse. So maybe there was, and he's just like, I'm not going to use it because then you know how everyone's like, Oh, now comes the excuse that you broke your leg or, you know, you broke your hand or something, but he took it like a gentleman and, he knows he has, he has to come back. He now knows what kind of Crawford he's dealing with. Uh, and and we're going to just have to see how uh, Errol Spence adjusts to the size difference now and the speed and the power that Crawford's going to bring going up to 54, both of them. So we shall see. I mean, that is, uh, those are, that, if it's going to happen in December, Merry Christmas to us. Merry Christmas to us. And you get a fight and you get a fight and you yeah. get a fight. And that's how I'm feeling right now. And that's what we need. We need to continue all of these fights of the best fight, the best unification fights. Everyone, no more. I mean, you got to take a stay busy fight, but no ridiculously fought matchups where the odds are so great in between. Yeah. Come on now. Well, you know, when they talked about this rematch that people say, is it, do they really need to see this rematch? And will the ticket sell? Because at first there was really no movement for this fight. It was really a boxing fan fight and the tickets weren't selling as fast as we thought, but then hell, we saw it. It was packed and the, the pay-per-view numbers were off the charts. And what also helped, we had freaking Eminem come walk out and just was his hype man. I mean, everything about that fight was amazing. I don't know if they can replicate anything similar to that, whether whoever wins, but it's, it will the demand be there? And will people be paying $85, $90 for a rematch that some people might say that there's really, there's no, you know, why have a rematch? So I don't know. This is, this will be very interesting. I agree with you. I mean, that's always a topic. You know, it wasn't a close fight. It was a clear one-sided domination where Crawford just went to work. So how much interest can you stoke in the casual boxing fan? Because they'll say, you know, everybody was so excited about the first fight, but from the clips that I saw in the shade room and all these mainstream sites that picked up action from the fight, they're going to say, well, why do we want to watch that? Because, yeah. you know, Crawford's just going to beat them down again. But and I'm it's hard watch, regardless I'm gonna, I'm watch. gonna watch and it's hard because that's around christmas time it's like mm, that's the that's best. the hard you know when when it's the holidays a lot of people are gonna have a, t a hard time forking out money even if they pitch in it's still a lot of money i think they're you know one. what they should do if i could just look into the crystal ball you know if you take this strategy run me a check to best women's boxing show period what they ought to do is make the fight on christmas day when they know people are at home. Because what's on Christmas Day? Basketball? Basketball usually yeah. comes on early. It's usually the Lakers. And the Lakers nearly always play on Christmas Day. Might not be the Lakers Football. This year. Who won? Who won the championship this year? See how Draw, I, I don't watch people. So this year, it'll probably be whomever won the championship and the Lakers. Because the yeah. Lakers always play on Christmas Day. Why not do the fight? Christmas night when everybody is together, everybody in the household can put in on the fight, put in the $80, put already together in their households and do it that way. But the flaw in the strategy is everyone's together. So that's less pay-per-views being bought. But I think to get to maximize the, maximize the most eyes, do it on Christmas day. You know, I mean, I, I see your point, but I'm not, I, I'm not working no fight Christmas week. Oh, no, that's right. We're going to all, be, <laughs> even if it's in Vegas, of, do they should put a bunch of monitors in the media section. All the media people will be like on zoom in the media, but just be right? all the monitors. No one's like going to want to fly it. here. I mean, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that is close to Christmas. It's a really time. tough one. It's not a little bit of money. For a yeah. pay-per-view plus flight plus hotels. I you know, maybe it'll be after Christmas, but they are determined to get the rematch done 
before the end of the year. So we'll see when it lands. Imagine the rematch. What are they going to get paid? That's a lot of money. Hell yeah. So it's based off the revenue, the gate. So I, I don't know. I don't, I, hell, we don't what do you know. even price that at? Again, back to the ma- the demand. You know, there's been the, the conversation that maybe the, the ticketing for that fight was overpriced. Not that there's not a va- value in Spence Crawford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. But it's not the same commercial success as a Ryan Tank. Like, that fight yeah. did just buku money. Bonkers. Right. I mean, they got, they both got paid, what, I believe, over 30, 20, 30 million. But they got paid th- ripped. They they got paid paid, but they deserved it is because of what they brought. What they brought, and they brought a whole lot to the table and more. Absolutely, absolutely, and not to mention probably what they got in terms of endorsements and sponsorships, yeah. all those things. You know, the sponsorship game has changed. Just because you don't see a patch on the trunks, don't mean the sponsor ain't there. Like yeah, Brian did the whole thing with a Mary. We don't know what a Mary chipped him off. And then Tank wears all that designer stuff. There's no telling what, like the whole thing with the purse, the, what was it, a Bottega purse? Yeah, Bottega Veneta. You don't know, Bottega might have went, well, damn, thanks for the pub. Right, you here know, you go, run you some coin. One time to two-time dad. How is two-time dad like for you, sir? It's a blessing, you know? I mean, these these girls are just lovely. Uh, they keep me on my toes, you know? I just get to watch creation all over again with the newborn and just watching her grow and crawl and just all the development that happens so rapidly. Um, it just makes you reflect, you know, I, I call it baby steps. You'd be surprised, you know, they go from, they go from the ground on their backs to walking in one year. And, you know, it's all these little baby steps that are part of their journey. And it just helps me on my journey just uh, to keep it moving one little step at a time. I get it. I just, I was in that newborn phase like two years ago and, it was tough. How was your sleep? Are you getting any sleep? Shoot, I'm not the mother, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> what am I going to do, you know? So I, I got a beautiful wife, lovely wife, uh, a real caretaker, and she takes care of the kids, and she lets her man get the beauty sleep. I can't lie. <laughs> 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 well, congratulations to Father Time. Uh, but... You know, the last time I saw you, Mr. Keith Thurman, was on the red carpet in the hot. We were standing outside of Spence Crawford on the red carpet, and you were asked the question about fighting Clarissa Shields. And little did we know, the answer that you gave would be still talked about to this day. And the people would love that fight. It's it's crazy to me how many people want that fight. And they're like, no gloves, keep it very equal forget the charity. I'm like, oh man, y'all are crazy. Keith Thurman, is it different? Would you still do it for charity or you're like, nah, this is not happening, guys. I mean, that's what I, I mean, I'm a man of my word, you know, um, there's, it's not, it's not a real fight, you know, um, it's not, uh, it's not the, the competition that I'm looking for, but you know, boxing is, is more than boxing. Let's be honest, you know, um, at the end of the day, this is has been and always will be under the umbrella of entertainment. You know, even if we're not, you know, I mean, WWE, you know, look, look, look what has happened to the wrestlers from back in the day and what it meant to be a wrestler and hitting people with chairs. And, oh, my gosh, these people are crazy. And who would want to watch this stuff? And look at how the millions of people that love wrestling today um, love uh, watching it worldwide. They got a big following in, in, in India. When I was with my wife in Kathmandu, Nepal, I kept seeing uh, John Cena t-shirts. I'm like, what the heck's going on out here? And then I learned how much they just enjoy uh, uh, Monday Night Raw and just they just enjoy the, the wrestling. They enjoy the drama. They enjoy the show, you know? And uh, so whenever you get people inside the ring, you know, boxing ring, wrestling ring, you know, and you got the cameras there, at the end of the day, it's entertainment for the people. And that's what made me say what I said about, you know, um, facing Carissa Shields and having some form of an exhibition and, you know, 
on that kind of level, I would love to uh, do something for charity and do something positive and put some money um, into the uh, Shriners Hospital and a few other nonprofit organizations. Um, you know, they can the the winner of the exhibition can get a larger cut to their donated charities. And then, you know, the other recipient can take the remaining half and go to their charities and put a little bit of money in, in both fighters pockets. And, you know, however it would have to be done uh, politically, you know, but it's if it's for the people, which apparently I don't know why, mama. I don't know why. But the people want to see it. I don't know. I'm that guy. I got to be that guy. Push this girl in her face. They said, Thurman, just shoot her in the face to the face. Man, like you said, the, the snowball effect, hot day, red carpet, Spence Crawford. It was a big boxing night. And uh, just all the hype that led. I mean, when I tell you, when I tell you, I got people in New York calling me asking me if I'm fighting Carissa Shields next. I got people in my hometown who I grew up with, my homies. They said, they said, bro, are you really doing this, bro? Please don't do it. Are you doing this? Like, I'm like, yo, calm down. Can you right. calm down? Don't you know better than to read everything on the internet? Like, just let the internet be the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, just slow down. Like, you'll, you'll hear from Thurman what Thurman's going to be doing. But uh, it was just... It was just really surprising. And, um, you know, we're just in an interesting time and air. Um, I think boxing is a completely other sport. But I remember seeing the documentary a little bit on the film uh, Battle of the Sexes. It was a it was a tennis match that happened years, years, years back before my time. Um, and, you know, but he was retired. He was a retired male athlete going up against uh, a current pro for professional athlete. I'm still uh, an active professional uh, boxer. She's a professional boxer. She's dibbled and dabbled and done many different things uh, to make her money and to keep her name relevant. Obviously, she's showing uh, throwing shots at me to stay relevant. And um, it is what it is. You know, I, I, I applaud her. Uh, but, you know, I mean, some of the stuff she was saying she posted a video of her sparring like dudes that look like they've had two weeks of boxing like lessons, man. Them, them look like worse than, I mean, they look like novices from the amateur division. Uh, she hit one boy right in his face and he just, it, it was like a pillow. He didn't take one step backwards. It looked like a, a, a lethal right hand and, you know, it just hit him and he just stood there. So she can't get those guys to back up. How can she get a two-time world champion to back up? You know, how can you outbox me? If you can outbox Keith Thurman, you might as well be like Spartan and just say, you know, that you'll take on 300 men, okay? Because if you can outbox Keith Thurman, then you done outbox Sean Porter. You done outbox Danny Garcia. And you done outbox all the ex-world champions and champions that I've ever been in the ring with, all the top contenders, and everybody that's on my resume. You done outbox, you know, um, every every athlete that uh, that that's under my belt today. So, you know, I it's not even the same sport. Women don't do three minute rounds. They don't even, they don't even fight the same fight that we do. They don't stress their bodies in the same manner that we do. Um, and like I said, even to this day, if it ever happened, I'm still doing jab only. Like I'm just, pop, pop. I'm just, I'm just going to give her boxing one-on-one. -on -one. It'd be, it'd be a lesson, you know? Um, but whatever for the fans, I'm really surprised what the fans like. Uh, I got a new comment, you know, they try to say, when you're going to fight Boots Ennis? Carissa Shields seems more popular than Boots Ennis. I don't know. I don't know. Just check the YouTubes, interwebs. Just look at it, people. Look at the, look at the data, okay? Carissa Shields is more popular than Boots Ennis, okay? So uh, at the end of the day, I take fights when I see fights, um, when the networks actually want to give me a fight, put it on paper, lock it in. Um, I, I'm the yes man, you know, in the division. I don't say no to nobody on paper. Uh, so it's just a matter of, of time. But that's a, that's a new slogan that I have is that Carissa Shields is more popular than Boots Ennis. I mean, I'm just going off of the data. And you and you helped me accumulate that. So salute to you. To you Cynthia. I did appreciate, Keith, I did appreciate your answer. Because I mean, when you're posed that there there is no right answer to that and i thought you had a very lovely graceful answer you answered it 
but with still a lot of grace, a lot of class, because our comment section, my Lord, have mercy. I, I'm like, oh my God, y'all really hate women in this comment Amen. section. Not you, but some of these commenters. I'm like, calm down. It's a conversation piece, but that was very, very telling. Yeah, the backlash, like I said, we're just in an interesting time, you know, um, just battle of the sexes in general, you know, um, just the way the gender is, you know, uh, gender, transgender, no titles, non-binary, like you popped out as something. You can't be a one, you know, you, you a one or a zero. You don't get to be a question mark. You know what I mean? Like one, zero, one, one. That's how the matrix is built. Binary code. Like you popped out as something, you know, so they're going to say, you know, I don't identify like, okay, we live in a free country, free will. You can choose how to view yourself, but to force your views upon the whole world is just a little different, you know, if we're all free minds, free thinkers, you know, so there's just been a lot of stuff going on with the school system, with kids, with the, with the, with the women and transgender and how do the transgender people integrate themselves into sports Can you know, can, can a trans woman compete up against women now? And there's just, there is a lot on the table when it comes to, gender right now so i just think to hear on a professional level thurman you know uh versus carissa shields it just gave those people at home who have been feeling all of these certain ways with all these different topics and emotions and different articles i stay away from the drama but the world you know you're gonna just being in the world you're always gonna hear a thing or two you know so i don't uh get too heavily into that stuff but depending on what city you live in like myself downtown st petersburg here they have a big pride parade every year so depending on what city you live in pride has been a big month um you know it's celebrated people spend money people are going out and they're drinking the bars are decorating with the flags and everybody's getting in the in the pride spirit and things are happening and, and, and the world is just the world is where it is today. Today is a new day. Every day is a new day. And that's why there's constantly shifts. What we what we grew up on and what was is not what is. And what will be won't be what is either. You know, there's always change and development going on in the world um, with human beings, psychology and um, um, political affairs. So at the end of the day, I just think that this topic just kind of got in on some of that stuff. And the people, these people, Y'all know who you is. These people, tick -a -tick -a -tick -a -tick. they went a little wild. Um, and I, I only heard from others because I'm not uh, submersing myself into the comment section. But people were trying to tell me, like, bro, he said, I had to screenshot some of these, man. You got to read a few. You got to read a few, champ. This stuff is wild, you know. Um, so, you know, uh, but, you know, it's it's just it's just for entertainment it's just uh it's, it's not real competition it's just for sport and i i hope that you know if it ever happens that it's really for charity that we can do something for charity uh otherwise i it really doesn't entice me to put myself um in the ring in in such an endeavor with my resume and my my passion for boxing you said you are a yes man when we spoke about and said, is the rumor true about you allegedly fighting Ugas? You said, do not believe the rumors. And now we know Ugas is fighting Barrio. So what's next? Like you said, Boots is not as popular as Clarissa, but that is the fight that maybe would could be next for you or maybe move up to 154. Or is there a fight you'd like to tell us about? Because Oh, yeah. Break it, that, break it on Do you want to break any news here? Testing, testing. <laughs> Now the break, uh, the news is going to have to break itself. Uh, they just got to lock it in. Uh, I'm in preparation right now. So there, there are many opportunities, you know, I'm willing to move up to 54. Um, I'm willing to stay committed to 47. I mean, it's just a fight, you know? So uh, I believe that the, for whatever reason, you know, U Ugas uh, went other places uh, I've said yes to to fights already in the year. You know, these fights that I've said yes in, they just didn't get locked in. So we're going to have to figure it out. Like I've been telling people, like I told Ennis's, uh family, cousin, whoever was out there and uh, trying to get up in my face. You know, like I told him, I said, look, send me the contract. Show me how I'm going to feed my family and show me who needs to get punched in the face. And if that name says Boots Ennis, fine, baby. You know, 
I mean, people question. And I I understand where their questions come from. You know, they haven't seen me. Well, is Thurman really passionate? Is Thurman really still got it? You know, y'all aren't at the gym. Y'all don't know what Thurman looks like when he moves. You don't know what Thurman looks like when he hits the heavy bag. But Thurman's all right. Thurman's always been nicer than nice, you know. Uh, there ain't no test better than the Keith Thurman test. I've tested all the champions from all the time, seven, ever since I was 16 years old. I've been testing fighters, you know. I was testing pros, um, pros that, you know, 20, 22 and 2, you know, decent decent pros getting dropped by me when I was 16. So, yeah, you used pretty decent, but obviously you were sheltered because you go you go in there with the real one. You know, I'm the I'm dropping you and I'm just a national champion, you know. So I just I've always had faith in myself. Um, I understand the game. Uh, I'm not very happy with what has happened uh, since February. I should have definitely been back in the ring. My body, nothing has been holding me back. Uh, so that's been very disappointing. Of course, I was waiting for uh, I was trying to lock in Spence for myself. Um, and we were fully confident and and facing Errol. And, you know, uh, I, I just think this year is not his year athletically. Um, based off of that performance that we saw, they say moving up to 54, he's going to be uh, he's going to be stronger. But um, I think Crawford's going to be stronger, too. They're both just adding on weight. I think when you add on weight, you end up being slower. The only reason why I've always loved 147 is because I know that's me at my prime time. I know when I put in all the work and I put in all the hours and I eat all the salads, you know, and I just, I eat my vegetables. I do what I'm supposed to do. I cut my carbs and I get into a lean, mean fighting machine, you know, and I just believe that when fighters move up in weight, they're just letting go of some of that leanness. When Canelo fought Bivol at 175, you could see fat on his lats. You can see some fat hanging on the side, you know, and I didn't like the way it looked on him. And uh, based off of that, he also didn't have a great uh, performance. So whenever Canelo loses some more weight, I believe that he's more athletic, that he can move a little bit uh, faster, step in and out a little bit quicker. And, um, you know, we're at the top of the sport. You know? This is the best of the best. And I mean, to, to be fair, you know, Canelo is trying to chase legacy and greatness. So you obviously move up. Uh, but you you move up in weight. But you just mentioned Crawford moving up to 154, and you don't think Spence is going to do any better. Is that what you're saying? Do you do you think it's I mean, a competitive do, match? He could, he could do better because obviously, there's one saying that I've always had in boxing. Right? We we can be very harsh. We can be very critical on a fighter's performance. Right? I mean, for some people, that's their job. Right? The way that they write articles, it's their job to critique a fighter's performance, right? So I've always, in a, in a weird way, you know, given interviews, being asked questions, you know, I try to put myself in the reporter's shoes. I try to, you know, you never, you know, one day when I'm retired, you might get Thurman articles, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know how to think like a critic, you know? And um, that way I can, I can respect their ignorance, you know, because a lot of them are ignorant anyways, you know, but I can respect their ignorance because they're just coming from a certain viewpoint and then they're expressing their feelings from that viewpoint, no matter how ignorant it may be, you know, mm -hmm. to a world-class champion. But uh, that aside, you know, so when you critique a fighter, what you really need to understand underlying the performance, right? So what people, what people assume when, when people think that they know everything, but they really, there's a piece that they're missing, a fundamental piece. The way that they think is, this guy just showed the world how good he is. Not true. Not true. Okay? And let me explain why. Fighters change throughout time, right? There's an old saying, right? How do, how do you behave once you're well fed, right? So you've seen a lot of champions get into complacency. Right. And then when that happens, they no longer perform the way that they perform when they were striving to climb the ladder to become that champion. Right. So we've seen this throughout history. You underestimate an opponent and you, you don't perform as well. So what happens is when you see an outcome, yes, to a certain degree, you are seeing the skills and the talent that this fighter possesses. But are you seeing all of the skills? Are you seeing all of the talent 
that this fighter possessed? And sometimes that's up for question, okay? Because the real question is, when you watch a fight, well, not the question, the answer is, when you watch the fight, what you are watching is the outcome of the preparation. Point blank, period, right? Like, for instance, if Beyonce was to get on stage and, you know, she didn't have her dance moves on right, people would be like, yo, what's up with Beyonce? Obviously, she rushed her tour and she didn't prepare to put on a flawless performance. But real professionals never come unprepared. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. and that's where you got to tip your hat off to Terrence Crawford. You know, he came fully prepared for the biggest fight of his life. Did Errol Spence truly come fully prepared? You know, and that's the question. And if he truly didn't, then yes, there is room for improvement. But you're fighting the same dude and Styles makes fights. And it just looked like stylistically that you were having an issue with him. He wasn't having an issue with you. So how are you going to get rid of that issue in one training camp? My criticism when I look at the rematch. Let's be honest. There ain't no bookie in the world that's not going to have um, Bud heavily favored going into this rematch. There's no bookie in the world. You ain't making money off Crawford this time. You better put your whole house down. You know, you ain't making no money off Crawford this time. You better risk it all. You know, I give Spence a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that maybe there was something going on in life. Maybe there was just something that he couldn't put the pieces of the puzzle together. I remember when I fought Pacquiao, um, my, my left hand was not all that it was supposed to be in 2019. And then another big flaw of mine in preparation for the fight was I had to lose 35 pounds in 11 weeks. Mm -hmm. I was 182 when I started my training camp in preparation for a fight at 147. So that was my fault. Nobody had to, nobody made me get up to 182, but that was my lack of discipline. That was me just eating a little too good while I was out there in uh in Japan visiting uh my wife and and different things. I just, you know, I hit the treadmill like a few times and like twice in my whole uh trip in in Japan and I knew that most likely I might be getting a big fight and I should have been uh buckling down a little bit more. But I was happy for the quick turnaround. I was happy for the action. And um, I couldn't say no. And I made it happen. I dropped the weight. I made it happen. But was I really at my best having to make my body pull that much weight off? You know, if my weight management was better, how much better would my performance have looked? So like I said, at the end of the day, the performance is the outcome of the preparation. It's not always showcasing all the skills and all the talent of that athlete. So there's 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 some room for improvement, but we ain't gonna turn into Superman overnight. That's for sure. So with that train of thought, um, I like how you were saying that. You know, you are a lean fighting machine at 147. You said you mm -hmm. could tell in Canelo's fight with Bivol, you could see flesh hanging off, and he's better when he's at a lower weight. Is there still is there a such thing as a fighter staying at a weight too long? Is that really truly a thing? To hear you discuss about discipline and maintenance, you are a career, as long as I've watched you fight, you fought at 147. Crawford years ago said, when I eventually get this Spence fight, people are going to say, oh, Spence stayed at 147 too long. And that's why. So is that really truly a thing for fighters that lay people need to let that notion go? I don't look at it as a thing for fighters as far as like, I don't put all boxers in that category. So the way that I look at it as it might be a thing for a fighter. In other words, we do compete in weight classes, right? And there is such a thing as being a big heavyweight or uh, not a big heavyweight. All heavyweights are supposed to be big, right? A big welterweight. You can be a big lightweight, right? You can have certain lightweights that are, you know, 5'10", and you're like, dang, look how tall he is for being 135. This joker's 5'10". Five, five, you know, but he's fighting at like 130, 135. Like, whoa, you know, so that certain people have certain body frames. And how long does that body frame allow you to perform? You know, when I fight at 147, let's be honest. That's my freshman year in high school weight. Mm. Wow. Okay? When, when, when people when people say, well, you know, when, when you when you out there and, you know, you out there, whatever. And the fellas are like. Man, shoot, I wish I could get back to my high school weight. 
I wish I could get back to my high school weight. Yeah, nine out of ten times, they're talking about their senior year, not their freshman year, okay? Because we all know what freshmen look like, okay? Mm -hmm. So when they reference their high school years, they're referencing their senior year. Keith Thurman is still competing at his freshman year, you know, high school weight. But with that said, you know, I was almost pulled down to 145 right before I stepped on the scale to fight Barrios. So, you know, for me and my body frame and the the diet, the nutrition plan that I put myself on, I use a lot of sports science to make this happen, but it can happen. It is doable. Um, you know, would would just bulking up and allowing myself to compete one weight class above, you know, uh, could I still feel strong and athletic? Of course. You know, this is another thing that I tell people when it comes to just one weight class, one weight class doesn't really ruin everything. You know, um, Danny Garcia was at 140, 147, 154. And then I think he's about to fight a catch weight 155 because he's technically in the 160 division against Andathari Laura. OK, that's where you're really adding weight to the body. You know, if you truly once upon a time were that little, you really are putting on a lot more, you know, and the and the average height is increased um, as you move up in weight classes, too. Right. So you just got to take those things into consideration. At least at least I do. You know, Oh my God, so beautiful. She's so beautiful. What's your name? Ananda. Ananda. Oh, you're so beautiful. Yeah. How old? She's two. Oh. Same age as Brooklyn. I know. I have a, a two-year-old oh Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, you, she's so beautiful. Oh, Keith, family Keith. Yeah. I, I know. Is the baby yeah. learning to play the flute and the piano? We're starting off with like little drum things first. You know, she... Uh, actually, though, she's got a little harmonica she likes to blow. So, yeah, she she's learning. I, I let her mess with the flute, but she be dropping it, and it's wooden. I ain't trying to. Uh, <laughs> I could always buy another one, but she already semi broke it. So I'm trying to get her hands off till she get a little older, and then and plus that one doesn't work with her fingers. So the harmonica she gets to just yeah that's good. That. So, yeah she's at, she's having fun i'm doing my best to keep her playful musical uh athletic i mean that little girl can run uh just seeing the genetics like that, that's thurman bloodline right there i don't care if them little girls man them little girls gonna gonna be right you know uh athletically um you know regardless of his uh gymnastics track um, just just something, something to keep her active. She's definitely got all that energy. We were just in the pool before I hopped on with you guys. We were just swimming. Uh, I did my cardio and then I had them down there uh, swimming at the pool. So she just she loves being out. She's just a real outdoor uh, baby. Sometimes I don't even think she's a girl like she be she got more energy than her boyfriends. Like she runs circles around <laughs> these boys. Like it, it's crazy, man, but that's just my uh, my little angel, man. Both of my babies are just blessings in life. They're helping me grow as a man. Uh, this journey that we call life, is there's just so much to learn. You know, um, I'm just happy that I have a, a positive outlook on life. I'm very blessed to have the patience that I have, uh, especially for the career that I've had. Uh, but, you know, uh, patience is supposed to be a virtue. So I definitely hope that uh, we put something very special together for you guys soon uh, that the fight fans are going to enjoy. It's true. When uh, you say that uh, patience is a virtue, you've had some very long layoffs due in inactivity. And it's not necessarily your fault. It's just it's a combination of things. 2019, when you fought, Man fought Manny, and then you waited 2022 to fight Barrios. Now you're going to be fighting, hopefully, 2023. From the time that you said uh, that you're trying, you know, you're you're very strict in camp. You, you you take every day as if you're in camp, even if you didn't know if you had a fight. How is your body going to be for? I'm gonna assume maybe a December fight. I can't last December thinking I was gonna fight Spence in February. Yeah. After I the remember. WBC mandated, uh, after they mandated me for the WBC, so you know. That that's the interesting thing is uh, there's been a lot of yo-yoing with uh, getting down to 165, preparing to get down lower, 
uh, and then going back up to 172 and then coming back down and then going back up. There's been a little bit of yo-yoing this year, but the best part of everything is one, I've stayed uninjured, two, just active. And before the Spence fight, I already hired uh, one of my old strength coaches, the one that I was working with, Yo Murphy. I was working with him for the Pacquiao fight. And, you know, he even saw when I walked in, he's like, oh, you're, you're maintaining weight pretty decent. And I'm like, yeah, a lot better than when he saw me at 182. I walked into his office to work with uh, with him to get ready for the Pacquiao fight. And I was 182. He tells all his uh, people that that don't really know me, his, his new clients that he works with. And he he tells him, he goes, yeah, that, that guy right there, he goes, he first walked into my office and we we knew what he had to do. When he walked out, we all, all the professional, like body scan people, they had me do all this testing. He goes, we all looked at each other like, what's this guy about to try to do? Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and he saw my dedication and he got to come out to the fight and he said, man, he goes, he goes, I know they didn't raise your hand, but bro, because I was already rooting for you, but I'm a real fan. You know, that that arena, that action, that live entertainment, you know, um, that's what I love the most is I know my story and I know how many people I brought back to boxing. I know how many people I uh, that watching me fight made them remember that boxing is a tremendous sport. And that's what I love doing. I love um, I love performing. I love educating people, but I love inspiring people and bringing new people into the beautiful sport that is called boxing. I'm very grateful and thankful for your time. You know, it's always, I always appreciate your perspective. You are a fighter, but you bring such a fresh perspective to things like the, just the whole thinking from a critical point of view and just the level of honesty uh, when you're discussing things. It's very transparent. It's very refreshing because we do so many of these chats when everything's amazing and camp's amazing and tremendous and camp is this and camp is that. And so few are candid with the ups, the downs, the flaws. And it's all of those things that make us love fighters and make us as fans gravitate mm -hmm. to you. And I felt like you've always had that head and shoulders above a lot of fighters, just that honesty and transparency. And so I'm just always grateful for some time you spend with us. I love being transparent. It's really just in my nature, um, you know, and it, it's educational. And I just like to face the facts, you know. Um, it's very easy for people, you know, especially when they got a lot of yes men around them. Like, nah, that was, it was whatever, champ. They never wanted you to win, champ. You gonna, you gonna do this. You gonna do that. Like, nah, champ. Maybe you gotta go back to the drawing board, pimp. Maybe you've been one-dimensional your whole life. Maybe, you know, there's some, maybe your defense needs a little sharpening, you know. Maybe your offense, maybe you need to throw a few more punches, you know. I always felt like Danny Garcia needs to throw more punches. Back in the day when I was gonna fight him, I was like, this is an easy fight. Sean throws a lot of punches and I beat Sean and Sean be on your butt. Danny, he's always looking for for the counter he's he's very timid he's gonna wait he's only gonna throw the punch that he he thinks he's gonna land and i just knew i could manipulate him in the ring and that i could slow down my pace you know as um tempo and everything so you know the way i look at the fighters and the way i feel about myself i just i, I just like discussing it with people especially fight fans and just giving them um that insight because like i said boxing truly is a beautiful sport you know from the ups the downs the struggles you know keith thurman here two-time former world champion as soon as they let me do it i'm gonna become three times believe that you know so at the end of the day real champions it's not just what they accomplish sometimes it's how they come back and Keith Thurman, at 34 years old, you best believe that this is the second leg of my career. Luckily, God has blessed me with two legs. You know, I get the first leg, and I believe in the second leg coming soon. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll through whoever they put in front of me, just like I did before. You know, I'm, I'm staying truly dedicated to this game. I got two brand new mouths to feed, um, and I, I just love, I just love the fight game. And I just don't think that there's a lot of fighters. There, there's a lot of great fighters, but even amongst the greats, the way that I bring it, how I bring it, what I bring into the ring, um, you know, it's just real and it's, it's great for a reason. 
um, not to toot my own horn, but I'm doing it a little bit, you know, um, it's, it's tremendous, you know, and I just love being at the pinnacle of something so great like boxing. That's why I always emphasis on how great boxing is and how blessed I am to be here at the top, you know, the, the top, the top of the mountain. There's nothing like being at the top of the mountain. That's why people climb mountains. They only want to get to the top. It's not the, the struggles and this and that and the fear and the cliff and what could happen and this, uh, 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 it's all worth it once you're at the top, you know, and somebody like me, I, I've been there. I know what it feels like. I might have slid down, but best believe my eyes are looking high and I'm climbing every step of the way to get back to the top in boxing. You better toot your own horn, Keith. Mm -hmm. Toot, talk your shit. Toot, toot, toot. That's it, talk your shit. It's funny, I saw Barry Hunter not too long ago for a team combat league that it's a new boxing concept. Uh, and he told me after the Spence Copper fight, I go, what do you think? He, he, he knew Crawford was going to dominate. He just knew it. And he said, I called Sean Porter and said, I think you need to come back and I want you to fight Thurman at 154. I was like, so is that going to be the fight that you're going to fight? I'm just, I'm just putting names out there. Cause I'm, it's gonna, I think it's going to be Sean Porter or I think it's going to be Boots. Cause there's no other name that is going to really test your skills. I'm the president of the Boots fan club and I have been wanting him to fight somebody. Yeah, he need he need he needs a somebody you. somebody, you know. Yeah, and that's somebody they think you. they think I'm I'm more than I'm more than a somebody, you know. So that's why I don't mind. I've been ready for the best, you know. I've always been in with the best, you know. Uh, I think I think Boots if he gets in there with me, that he's going to see something, you know, unlike all his former competition. I think his former competition is lightweights compared to a Keith Thurman, but obviously he's got skills. Obviously he has talent. You know, he's got some speed. Power. He's got his own form of athleticism, switch hitter, uh, working different angles, different stances and stuff. But, you know, that's nothing new to me. I'm not going to be scared. I'm, there's nothing. Oh, oh, please. Oh, no. Oh, no. Help, help me. Somebody, please. You know, I'm going to be right there in his face. I'm going to take him and I'm going to give him back. That's the thing. Are you ready for the get back? You know, you can give and you get it back. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's just different. I love, I love a great fight. Um, I love, I love a great hype. And, uh, you know, I'm just ready for some action. So whether it's the next contract is coming at 47 or 54, I'm going to make it happen. I mean, for, for me, my career, the second leg uh, and for my family, you know, I just, I just want to be back in action and I want to um, stay busy for the next, uh, a few years before they haul me off into the uh, commentator section, you know, where, uh, you know, like Sean, you know, Sean, he, he hung it up. Um, I don't know how much Sean really wants to step back in the ring. I know there's a small piece of him that always wanted uh, a rematch, but you know, I already know he don't, he don't like how I talk, you know, he don't like how I talk. And uh, I, I don't think he'd be able to handle a whole nother press conference with Thurman. You know, I don't think you'd be able to handle, you know, I'll be poking at him. I beat you, boy. I already beat you once. I already did it to you. Don't make me do it to you again. Huh? I was like, you know, you, you disappointed your daddy, boy. You couldn't beat me. You disappointed your daddy. Okay. So like, I, I got too much for that kid. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's all out of the spirit of fighting, man. I'm very playful. They've been calling me a clown and stuff, but it's, it's weird, man. Like y'all don't know what it means to live this life. Like y'all really, yeah. like I was, I was telling them people in Vegas, you know, I live this ish. You watch this. I live this. You watch this. That's a fact. Shut the f up. That is yeah. This is this is this is just different. There's a reason why Thurman's always been different because I am that fighter, world class. Always have, always will be. In my grave, dig me up. I bet I make a fist. <laughs> One time. <laughs> All right. Before we let you go, we have to ask this last question. If this fight were to actually happen, Canelo versus Crawford at 168. Who wins if this Ooh. fight actually does happen? Ooh, 168. Way too. 
Way too big for my, my, I mean, it's, it's weird. So like I was saying, right, when we move up like 147 and 154, that's not a big thing, right? Because let's be honest, the day 147 fighters fight, they're already 157. So they're actually already one way class up and they're actually almost up to 160, if we're honest, you know? So with that being said, you know, I guess, the the real the real difference is how much size advantage you're allowing your opponent to have, right? Because I could see, you know, I could see Crawford just coming in at a nice um, one sixty three. You know, he doesn't need to be sixty eight because you don't need to put on weight. You're a smaller guy. You need to stay athletic. He needs to come in at like a nice one sixty three and and just athletically you know uh try to beat canelo you know who beat canelo uh floyd and floyd was a lot smaller floyd was a lot faster floyd had a tremendous ring iq and canelo's feet were stuck in cement back in them days back in them days he was stuck in cement and he didn't have no head movement now every day this, this is what he looked this canelo every day, yeah. every day. This Canelo now. Oh, 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 I don't know if a Mexican. I don't know if there's another Mexican in the world that moves their head as much as Canelo. You know, so Canelo, Canelo has um, learned how to be a little bit more elusive, but he's still got feet that are kind of stuck, and that's what Bivol proved. Bivol proved: Look, you're on the ropes. You're trying to do this, but you're not. You know, you're not like Manny Pacquiao. You're not moving your feet around. You're not like. You're not really like Floyd. You took the you took the role. You took this, but that's upper body movement. He doesn't have the lower body movement of Floyd Mayweather. You know, and just when you really, really, really understand boxing, and if you Crawford was like me, we we were once that we were right there about to be Olympic fighters. We lost at the USA Olympic trials, you know, uh, in the finals. I know I lost in the finals. I forget if he lost in the finals, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got beat in the finals. So Crawford and I were right there on the cusp of being Olympians ourselves. And Canelo, it's, it's that rapport of boxing that gives Canelo problems. Olympic style, perfect boxing. Cookie cutter I'm going to come in, come out, use my defense, bop, bop, just get in. Just get in, hit you, bop, bop, bop. Don't get hit. Don't get countered by your big shots. Don't let you just bully me onto the ropes. And, you know, if you have enough athleticism, I believe Canelo's always been beatable. You know, um, I was surprised, though. I do got to give Canelo credit. Um, there were two fighters that were boxers that I thought should be able to beat Canelo because of their styles and Canelo beat them. That's Danny Jacobs and Andes Larry Laura. You know, I did not think he was going to beat Laura. I still just thought Laura had a lot of movement. He had a good ring IQ. He had a good jab, a good one, two. I thought Laura could put the pieces together, but he was too intimidated by that power. He was running a little too much. And, um, uh, Canelo gave him a run for his money and took that W. Um, so that impressed me. And then when he beat my boy, uh, Danny Jacobs, that I grew up with in the amateurs, always looked up to Jacobs. He was one of the most phenomenal. Um, him and Gary Russell Jr. were two of the most phenomenal amateurs that we had out of that generation. And uh, just to uh, to see Canelo uh, be able to uh, handle Jacobs and Jacobs not find the proper uh, formula to beat Canelo was also a surprise. I think Triple G had Canelo on the first one, uh, but Triple G never looked that good again, especially on the third performance. It looked like age was finally getting to Triple G. And um, Canelo, the, the best thing about Canelo is he lost only to get better. And that's what I be, That's what I talk about when, when people are doubting who Thurman is. You know, we come back right. We come back tougher than tough. You know, and um, and Canelo actually inspires me as one of those fighters because you don't see it. You see a lot of fighters lose, and then you just see them lose again. You just see them. You, you the fight. Not only does the fighter lose, but the spirit in the fighter loses. Like I told them, boys leaving Vegas on the plane. Keith Thurman has thirty wins, twenty-two knockouts, one loss, yet still. 
undefeated. It might not make sense to you, but it makes sense to me. Keith Thurman has never been defeated in that ring. So I'm still looking for that. I, I, I took a loss to Pacquiao. That's yeah. barely lost. That's a BL, okay? But I've never been defeated. Yeah. So, you know, who's going to do it? Who's going to be that guy? And y'all think Boots is the one? Shoot. I'll send the contract. That's all it is to me. It's just another fight. It's just another black eye, baby. What an oh my god! I knew this was gonna be a good interview. I just didn't know how it was. I, Keith Thurman. I mean, I'm saying it right now. Boots, you're fighting Boots. I'm just saying it. It's gonna happen. I, I don't know who you're fighting, but it's you have to fight somebody. I I would be really surprised if you moved up to 54. I don't know who's at 54 right now because. I don't know who's We're all moving up. Yeah, 147. So, it's yeah. not Crawford. It's, it's not Spence. It's not Ugas. Virgil Ortiz yeah. has tons of health issues. Yeah. It wouldn't be yeah, Alexis we'll Rocha. Danionis. He needs a fight because his fights keep getting canceled. And it's definitely uh, yeah. not going to be Crowley, Via, or Stanionis because, yeah. you know, those are no, not. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. There's some, they're all undefeated, right? There's that one Canadian kid, but he's not, he's, they're going to keep him away from Thurman. He don't punch. He's not ready for a Thurman. You know? <laughs> but I, I, think yeah. Boots, I think Boots and the other guy, because he was going to fight, uh, Stan Leonis was going to fight Virgil Ortiz. Yeah. And he's, he's supposed to be a big puncher. Uh, yeah. And somebody just told me that that kid said he could knock me out. So for whatever reason, if I have a, if I have a contract with his name on it, it can get signed too, because that boy need to learn something. Ain't nobody knock out Thurman, and you don't even got a 50% KO ratio, kid. You better stop that talking. Get yourself hurt in this game, boy. So, but yeah, there, 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 there is still potential at 47, and that's why I'm not eager to move to 54 unless Sean won his rematch. Come oh, on, baby. Come Sean on, Porter. Show, Sean you know what? Something. He said it. He show said something this. one more time for the one time. On the on his man one time, two times. Let's do it on Showtime, baby, like we did uh we, we we did on the uh on the network but now we can do it on the real showtime i think we did nbc we did uh we were doing uh free free boxing for the people back then championship boxing we had a lot of views um it was tremendous in the barclays uh we can run it back at barclays too man they love new york loves boxing they love thurman yeah. uh so so we'll see you're right you're right let's see what happens yeah they, they're gonna send me a contract any day they gotta send me something any day from today they got to send me something. Sean Porter said on his uh, Porter Way podcast that he just really wants you to get back in the ring. One thing that he loves about you and he knows about you is that you have power. And so with you being inactive is how much of your power has diminished because uh, sadly you have not been in the ring. But, well, hey, Sean Porter, you might oh, want to come back. That would be fun. He, he, yeah, it sound, sound, sounds like he wants to watch. He wants to watch these guns from afar. Don't worry, they still got plenty of gunpowder in them, and I'm I'm gonna show the world, man. We've been putting in some uh some some interesting strength work, and um it's it's been progressing well. Uh, I've I never I've always had power, but now I feel like I understand what they mean by man strength. You know, these muscles are more mature; they're well developed. Um, I have been underutilizing them for a while, but all I have to do is shake them up and wake them up, and you'll see. Bomb, 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 they go. You ladies have a blessed day. You too. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy your beautiful babies. Uh, thank you for taking the time out with us for Best Women's Boxing Show, period. We can't wait to see you in the ring. It's going to be it's going to be Boots, Stanionis, or uh, Sean is, Porter. Yeah, know. he's coming. Thurman's coming. It's One coming. time is coming, coming back. Right. Thank you again. Thank you. What an incredible interview by Keith wow. Thurman. I mean, like you said, he just checked off all the topics we want to talk about. He just, we let him talk. He took the mic and he went with it. He was he was uh, very transparent with so many of the things that he was going through. I'm excited. He sounds like he's fired up. Um, he sounds just, I mean, he's always at peace, but he just seems yeah. like he has like, it's like Nirvana. He didn't reach another level of, of, of peace and fatherhood yeah. and focus. And I love that for him. And I love it for the fight fans. 
I really do too. But I'm glad that we were able to do a little bit of a bit. And he talked about it. Remember the same thing about uh, Crawford what and Spence. What what difference is it going to be? The bookies. I don't know, but we'll see. It's it's now it's a little bit more fascinating. The whole thing with he never even said about Crawford or Canelo, did he? Who's going to win? But no, he didn't. He didn't. Very very slick. And you know, we spent a little bit of time there talking about Stanionis. You know, it's out. Yeah. Fight, you know, he's trained by like he's trained by Freddie Roach, uh, Marie from Wildcard. You're going to get a call from me. <laughs> so, but there, there are some big fights. I mean, at least we know Keith is coming back into, um, into the ring, hopefully sooner has to be sooner because the, the year is almost up. Who knows? I don't he know, sounds but... like he's ready to go. But shoot, yeah. this was another episode. Boy, was so good. Up. I know we got up. But Giandra, yes, again, I can't wait to see you for uh, Canelo Charlo here in Vegas. Viva Las Vegas in September. Uh, remember, uh, tune into all of our episodes on Bethany's Boxing Show, period, on our YouTube, all of our socials. We are going to be putting up some. I had the Austin Trout that I still to put up his prediction because he fought both of them. So this will be interesting. He did pick a winner, which I was pretty shocked and by how. So uh, wow. tune in, guys. Giandra, again. Thank you so much for joining. Go get better. Go feel better. I know you were not feeling well, so but you're looking fabulous. Thank you. You do. And and soon we'll be. This is our. We have mugs, matching mugs. I, you know what? We should like, totally put our logo on here. Ooh yeah. Ooh yeah. 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 That's a really good. Yeah. One. That's so cute. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the best women's boxing show. Period. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra oh. LaBeouf. See you guys at the fight. Bye, guys. <laughs>